Color, where we talk about all of the things that we're experiencing each and every day. I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson, and I'm so excited to have my guest with me today. You met Ivana Rivera a few weeks ago. She was brave enough to do an interview with me about how COVID-19 had impacted her when she had to close down her small business, and we're just here to get an update with her today. So hello, Ivana. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Karen, for having me on again. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you dive on in. Tell us a little bit, just a little bit for people who maybe didn't get to catch that episode. So Ivana will tell you about her business, but she had to close down as a result of COVID-19. She did have a few employees as well. And she just talked to us about what that was like for her and for her family and her business. And so tell us a little bit about how you've been doing uh, since that happened. What's been going on with your life? How are you, is your daughter? How has it been uh, being away from your business? Oh, man. So um my name is Ivana. I am uh, the owner of Chateau Blanc Lash and Beauty Lounge. Um, and as of March 27th, we did have to close our doors um, because of COVID-19. We were instructed by the governor um, that we can no longer operate our business. So that was, um, I want to say, really hard. Um, we also went through our four-year anniversary while we were closed and shut down. So that was kind of sad too. Um, but uh, overall, right now, we're doing okay. Um, we Unfortunately, we have not been um, able or have not seen any assistance from the government. Um, so I have not received like a stimulus check. Uh, I also have not gotten unemployment. I've had to reapply, I think, twice. Um, so it's been kind of hard, um, you know, knowing that we don't have any income coming in and trying to kind of balance everything, especially when um, you're just so used to either working or, um, you're so used to just, you know, having your bank account instead of going up, go down. It's just, it was, it was frightening for sure for the month. It was a lot of emotion and, um, it was, there was some great things about it. I was able to spend a lot of time with my family and my daughter. Um, so it was, you know, times that I would have normally missed. It was really nice to kind of catch up on that. Um, but right now, as of yesterday, um, we were given the green light to open, um, starting Monday. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really excited to welcome back all of the people that work with us and, um, you know, excited to bring in my clients again. And, you know, the support with that has been super overwhelming. All of my clients are texting me and calling and, you know, just making sure that we're okay. And, offering to buy gift cards. So, um, it's, you know, the support when it came to that has been, um, very overwhelming and, um, very appreciate, you know, I've been very appreciative of it and, um, just ready to get back to work and kind of try to resume normal life somewhat. I want to get congratulations. I know that, um, you said you'll be able to open starting money. That is great news, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about what it was like, um, trying to jump through the hoops here in Florida. Um, you know, people have been talking about how horrible, our system has been, people have had to reapply from what I understand. Just give me a little bit more background on what that process was like. What were they telling you? What was going on with that? Ooh, oh my gosh. So it was crazy. It, um, we, I decided to file unemployment the day that we closed to see, you know, if I would even get it. But um, I, you know, I remember seeing on the news that they said that if you are self-employed, you were eligible. So, and you can't do both. You can't do unemployment and the loans. Um, and initially I was a little nervous to apply for the loans because I didn't want to incur more debt. I was more, and, and I, it was very confusing. Um, 
you know, it wasn't until halfway through the month that I realized that a lot of the loans would turn into grants if used properly. Um, but a lot oh, of that mm-hmm. had to be explained to me over time. Same thing. My accountant was also gathering new information every single day. So as he was getting information, he was relaying it to us. Um, so it did take some time. So I initially applied for unemployment right away. That way I can at least try to have some income coming in. Um, and it was a nightmare. Um, it took two computers simultaneously going on the site to even apply because it would kick you off. Um, and I didn't even want to bother. I tried calling maybe twice, but I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So, um, I had an older desktop on the unemployment site and my new laptop. And would you believe the old desktop was the one that actually pulled through and was able to believe it (laughs) and, um, was able to not get kicked off within that short amount of time, but it took about two days to really get through and finish the application because it would cut you off and then it would save it, but it would cut you off and send you back to the original like main page and then you'd have to do it again. Um, so it was extremely frustrating, but I did get through, I did finish the application and about a week later it said that I had been denied. So I was like, oh, okay. And then um, I want to say a, the beginning of April, uh, sorry, the beginning of May, I read an article that said if you had applied after April 5th, that you would, or before April 5th, which I did March 27th, that you would have to reapply again on the new website. So I ended up reapplying again in May from the time that I, you know, lost income at on the 27th of March. Um, so that was frustrating. The website was a lot easier this time around, um, but it was, again, still frustrating it's not like they didn't have my application initially, so I don't know why they couldn't go back and use it. But um, but yeah, I got that through, and I still haven't seen. It's still marked as pending, <laughs> so it's wow. It's I know it's crazy. Um, it's it's also scary knowing that they can shut you down and you know not offer help in time. So you know, I was very lucky. I would say because my whole life had. I had been preparing for this ever since we started the business. I had tried, I prepared for catastrophe. And um, if I had not done that, I don't know where we would be financially. And it's only one month, you know, so um, truly it, you know, it was stressful and still is because I have not yet gone back. Um, But, you know, it's just, uh, just frightening to know that they can shut you down and not offer any assistance in a timely manner especially for those who may not have been able to prepare as well as I have. Yes, definitely. Um, So have they told you whether or not you will receive the benefits? I guess it's now so ironic. So you're going back on Monday, but that was money that you were trying to get for uh, the time that you were unable to have your business open. I guess since it's pending, you don't have any sense of, are they going to go back and say, hey, this was money that was due to you while you were out of work? Or what type of, are they any better, getting any better with communication at all? So it does still say pending. As far as I know, they're, um, they have back paid people before, not necessarily in this instance, but just unemployment in general will back pay you. I have no idea how this is going to work. Um, but I do have to tell, like, once I do start receiving benefits from, if, if I do receive any back pay, I do have to let them know that gone back to work starting um may 12th so um i'm assuming if they are going to back pay then they will 
uh, I have no idea. Again, I've never had to claim unemployment before in my life, so I've never, I, I, I don't really, I'm not terribly familiar with how the process works, especially now that it's such an uh, odd circumstance. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Hopefully they can get the system uh, up and running. It's really been an embarrassment here in the state of Florida. Um, but let's talk about what you were able to do, some of the things that you were able, you touched on it a little bit, but what were some of the things that you were able to maybe accomplish, learn about yourself, about your family uh, during the time that you uh, had to close down your business? Well, it was amazing to actually see my daughter all day, every day. Um, I missed a lot and you don't really even realize until you're actually present how much you miss every single day. Whether it's new things that they learn or funny games that they come up with or even just things that they say that, you know, make you laugh and you're just like, wow, like when did you get this smart? We've been traveling um, locally. So we've been, like yesterday we did kayaking um, at a place called Wheaton Island. It's in St. Petersburg. So we went kayaking through the mangroves and all our whole family went. So that was really, really amazing and super beautiful. The day was amazing temperature wise. Um, so we've been actually able to kind of spend more time at home and really enjoy each other. I would say um, for business purposes, you know, I really learned how to prepare um, and to also, you know, basically you have to learn to reoperate again because you know when you stop a turning wheel and then you know decide to start up the engine again it's you don't necessarily forget but you also are put into a position where you kind of have to almost restart again so it feels like I am restarting my business all over again um so it's it's kind of like taking me back to when we first opened and um you know I've learned to protect myself a little better when it comes to circumstances surrounding the business there's going to be quite a bit of change that's going to come with opening as well we're going to have to um, really ramp up our sanitation procedures we're going to have to slow down services um, and take less people just to make sure that we are properly disinfecting everything before and after each client comes in. Um, there's not going to be people in the waiting room anymore. So it's, you know, it's going to be uh, definitely a change. Um, but as far as learn, I mean, I learned a lot about myself in this time. I learned how to kind of cope with, you know, situational depression, I would say, because I never in my life, you know, you, you let your job kind of become a little bit of your identity. So you, you know, I felt uh, there was a few weeks there that I felt like I had lost that and through no fault of my own, it's one thing to fail on your own devices, but it's another thing to have to stop business because of someone else or because of something else where you had no control. So, um, it was a lot of, learning how to cope and learning how to relax and learning how to forgive yourself and, you know, uh, basically just learn how to enjoy what's around you. Um, because that was something that I noticed that I had stopped doing. And, um, it's interesting that you mentioned that talking about, um, going into some depression, uh, which I'm sure when you're a business owner and you put your heart and soul into something, and as you said, through no fault of your own, you just see things are at a complete standstill um, and not having time to process that. What were some of the things that you did to be able to cope in those times when you really felt down about the situation that you're going through? Um, 
So once I was able to get out of bed, <laughs> I took myself outside. You, uh, There was something about the fresh air and the sun. No matter how bad I felt, even if I felt bad, I took myself outside so I could just in uh, just hearing the sounds of the birds and feeling the breeze and feeling the sun and smelling the outdoors um that was something that i noticed that like calmed me down right away uh even if i did remain sad or upset for, throughout the day being outside almost stopped it temporarily um i'd come back inside and i'd still kind of feel not that great and then i'd just take myself back outside again to sit in my backyard um, and then we'd go for walks around the block because there was a point now the stay-at-home order has been lifted, so we are able to actually go places. So yesterday we went to Wheaton Island, like I said, and we went kayaking, but um, when we were instructed to stay home, we we did walks around the block. Um, we did pool. I mean, we did anything that we could to kind of keep ourselves outside and outside of the house. That was truly the only way that I found um, that I could cope through the day instead of just, you know, having little instances of happiness here and there. And did they give you any guidelines that you have to follow specifically? I know you talked about making sure you're disinfecting, you know, people in the waiting room, but were those things that you had to kind of come up with on your own or when they gave you the go ahead to open uh, starting this coming week, were there a list of procedures and processes that they expected you to follow? Not yet. Um, right now, that should be announced on Monday, um, assuming somebody's staying up very late during the weekend to put that together. Um, but uh, what I've been doing is we ha I have several connections throughout the United States. Um, I'm a part of a several salon owner groups and esthetician groups and things like that. Um, so I have been monitoring what other states are doing and what their orders are. And a lot of it is mastering services and um, making sure that you only take a certain capacity. I mean, even now restaurants can only operate at 25% inside. So basically what I've been doing is just, that's how I would have to adopt that for my location specifically, because we only have two treatment rooms. Um, and then we do have a back area that we see clients as well, but, um, you know, making sure that everybody is still maintaining a social distance. We're having people wait in their car. These are all just things that I have seen um, people doing. I have heard that some states are mandating certain rules. So I've kind of just been keeping it up with that. But as of right now, not that I know of. I don't think that the governor has released any official paperwork that has told us how that we how we can run. Um, but right now, um, we are just basically going to uh, follow, I'm going to follow everything that I see online when it comes to sanitation purposes. And then once those guidelines are released, it's probably going to be like on a Monday, uh, this upcoming Monday, because we're set to open that day. So I'm assuming it's going to be hopefully that day they can give us something. Um, I'm going to follow obviously whatever the uh, Board of Cosmetology recommends as well. And is there any nervousness about um, being able to make sure that this is done successfully? I know in, you know, in salon businesses, when you're working with a client, it's difficult to maintain, obviously, that social distancing. And so are you at all concerned about that? Have any of your clients expressed any concern? Um, so I am naturally concerned, I would say, just because I have a family and um, several of my family members have 
gotten the coronavirus. My mom, my dad. Um, I just found out my two cousins have it right now. They're all up north in New Jersey and New York. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am nervous to to catch something from seeing the general public. I mean, that's there's not a lot that I can do because that is the only way that I am able to make income at the moment. Um, so yeah, I would say yes, I am concerned. I'm nervous. Um, I'm fairly healthy, but I think we've kind of all learned that that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but as far as my clients go, I think a lot of them are just trying to return back to normal. They want to feel better. They want to look better. Um, so I'm sure that they are going to be nervous, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody is coming in at their own risk. So, um, they, you know, basically are, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that everybody's safe and that I'm safe. Um, but you know, there's only so much that we can actually do when it comes to the kind of business that I'm in. Thank you so much. And I know that there are nerves, but I'm sure at the same time, you're probably super excited. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned earlier, your customers who have been calling, offering to purchase gift cards, just uh, doing what they can to try to help you as you reopen your business. What has that felt like? Uh, what are you most looking forward to when you return? Have you had a chance to speak to any of your employees? Will all of them be able to come back? Let's just talk a little bit about what that's going to be like when you reopen. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. They, I mean, my clients have been amazing. Um, I've had tons reach out to me um, just to make sure I'm okay, to make sure my daughter's okay, to see when I'm going to be able to reopen. Um, some have purchased gift cards to try to get us through this. Um, so it's been, the response has been um, amazing. I mean, really, it, I didn't know so many people actually really cared. So that was kind of surprising to me. Um, you know, we, you develop a personal relationship a lot of the time with your clients. So it's really nice to be able to just see that, you know, the relationship that you've, that you've grown over two to three years, even four years and, and just see how, you know, you impact them. I've had a lot of people send me funny things saying you're essential. We need you kind of thing. And it was really, especially like when you're not feeling well, um, it was really nice to, to hear that. And, you know, obviously I know beauty services are not essential as you can tell, <laughs> but it was really nice to, um, have people reach out to you and, and people genuinely care and want to see you again. And that was, that was probably one of the best parts of knowing that all my clients, you know, we've become friends and we've become really close. So it was, it was definitely humbling. Um, this whole experience of not being able to open and, feeling like you lost something when really, you know, it was paused. Um, but it, it's been nice, um, to know how much people actually care. You don't really, you know, you see them so often that you don't really know, but now, you know, it really tells you a lot about who your friends are, who, who are the people that care about you when they reach out in a time of crisis like this. Um, and as far as the people that work with me, um, they, we've talked, uh, I text them once a week at least. And we done, we did a zoom call right before May 1st. That way we can kind of prepare a little bit. Uh, I went over some new changes, especially the sanitation thing. Um, we are going to be implementing masks and gloves for everybody that works there, um, at all times. And, you know, pretty much just touching base with them, seeing how they were feeling, um, and going over some of the new things that we're going to be doing as far as paperwork goes, we do have some new waivers that we're going to be implementing and um, just to try to keep everybody safe as far as like 
you know, finding out if they traveled recently and things like that. So um, I'm really excited to kind of get back and, and, you know, see everyone again. And I don't know, try, I hate to say resume normal life because that's probably not going to happen right away. But um, I, I, I am excited to kind of go back to what we left, you know, kind of where we left off. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. It's just, uh, I think a lot of people are really experiencing some cabin fever at this point. Um, How do you think that um, this is going to impact your business long-term? So by that, I mean, do you think that this is going to be what people are calling the new normal? Do you think you'll ever be able to get back to where people can sit in the waiting room um, and that sort of thing? Or do you think that this way of work is going to be what we're going to see for the long-term? Um, I think it's not going to change for a little while until at least we have a vaccine. So um, we can have like one person in the waiting room. But as far as like having a whole, both couches full, like our salon is fairly small. It's about 1,200 square feet. So um, there's just not a whole lot we can do about making sure everybody's six feet apart unless we keep the waiting room at a minimum. So um, I definitely think it's not going to change anytime soon. And Honestly, I think we, you know, I hate to say it, but I I think this basically shined a very big light on how we took simple cleaning or cleanliness uh, measures for granted. I mean, we we didn't think to wash our hands every time we went somewhere, but now we do. Um, We didn't think that traveling in an airport could be dangerous or we can get sick from it. Um, I mean, I mean, they came out with that airborne uh, product, but besides that, you know, we didn't think twice. We'd get a catch a cold after a flight, and we'd be like, yeah, whatever. Um, and now I think it's really, you know, helping everyone just think more about how sick we can actually get and take their health seriously and things like that. So now um, I think it, it's been it's going to be beneficial. Um, may not maybe not business wise right away. Um, but I think overall, I think the earth really did need to heal. And um, I think us being more aware of how we um, how we keep clean is, is very important. So, you know, it may impact the business financially a little bit. We're going to have to up our sanitation. We've stocked up on cleaning supplies, hand sanitizers and uh, masks and things like that. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of masks for the employees and for the customers because I think there's a lot of states that are letting beauty salons open with the condition that everyone wears a mask. So, um, little things like that supply wise will, you know, increase our spending when it comes to that. But I don't know how much of an impact it's going to really make long-term. Um, it may create less revenue because we can't take as many people or we can't, you know, kind of bang them in and out like we used to, um, because we do have to make sure that everybody's safe. So that may change a little bit our, you know, our profits, but really if I think our my main concern is to make sure everybody's safe and to make sure that they can still receive the services that they want. So I'm not terribly concerned about that. I'm just, it really, this whole experience has just made me happy to be in business still because there were a lot of companies and businesses that were unable to make it through the month. So um, I'm just grateful that I have something to go back to, that I have clients that want to see me again, um, that most, I'd say 90% of my staff is still intact. Um, We did lose one person because she did have to start working somewhere. 
afterwards, which is okay. I mean, I, I anticipated a loss uh, somewhat when we had to close because not everybody can go a whole month without income. And I'm more than understanding of that. So, um, I think overall this was a big wake up call for everyone. And I'm, I'm excited to have something to go back to. And, um, all we can do is really just adapt. That's, that's the only thing that we'll be able to do. So I'm not terribly concerned about, um, what changes it'll impact the bit, you know, how it'll impact long-term. I don't think it'll be too much. Um, I just know that the biggest change is probably going to be this, you know, how we view everyone and, um, you know, the measures that we take to protect ourselves. And you mentioned that you had family members who had contracted the virus and how are they doing? Your mom, your dad, your cousins, how was everyone? Oh, my mom's great. Um, she was hospitalized in New Jersey. Um, but she's since recovered. This was back in March. This was right around the time that we closed. She was just getting out of the hospital. Um, my dad, he's fine. Um, he actually didn't have any really, he didn't have bad symptoms. I think he just had the sniffles. <laughs> and then my cousin, um, he's since recovered. And now my, unfortunately, my other cousins are nurse in Staten Island. And her and her brother have contracted it as of three days ago. So they're doing well. They're still, they're not hospitalized or anything, but they are not feeling good. Um, but, you know, I don't, they're both healthy and they're both really young. So I don't see this having a, a terrible impact on them long term. Um, if in the event that they do get hospitalized, they, the, my cousin, she works at a hospital. So I know that she'll be receiving like the best care that they could give her. Absolutely. Just hoping that all your family members are going to be well glad that those who did happen and have recovered are doing better. And for those who are going through it, we're just hoping that uh, your family will be well. Um, How do you think you're going to feel if you had to try and sum it up in a sentence or two on Monday when you open those doors for the first time in over a month? Um, I would say relieved. That has kind of what I've been waiting for. I think that's I think what a lot of us have been waiting for to try to get back to some normalcy, I am going to be excited. So I would say relieved because there's no other word. I'm nervous, but the relief is more of more important to me than um, being nervous about getting sick because I may never, ever get it. I may get it next week or I may not get it at all. So I, it's really I'm going to do what I can to make sure that I'm safe and everybody's safe and that I don't bring anything home. But um you know, I can't let my life be driven by fear and I have to keep going because I do have a family to support. So, um, I think the biggest, the only word that I would probably use is, is relief. And if you had to describe what you've learned, um, what has been the greatest lesson that you've taken away from this experience, what do you think that would be? Um, I keep saying this to everyone. I have been extremely humbled. I, I can't say that I have ever been the type to be boastful or to be, um, you know, I don't, I like to highlight my achievements, but I don't like to, I don't like to talk about them all the time. And I almost feel as if, I mean, cause in one second, anything can be taken from you. And it was very humbling to know where I stood in this world and it 
really helped me appreciate every single thing I have, whether it's the bed that I sleep in and the food in my fridge and the family that is close to me and my daughter and just, it was extremely humbling. There there is no other word. Um, And just knowing how easily you can have something and then not have something, it's, it was it was scary, but it was something that it was the biggest lesson I think I could have ever learned, especially early. Cause it's, I would say it's even worse to be humbled when you're an older adult <laughs> as opposed to a younger one, because now I have more time to grow and more time to, you know, you know, create the person that I want to be. And I think, um, we all need a big slice of humble pie every once in a while. And I definitely had my share last month. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. So just uh, refresh our les- our listeners' memory about exactly what services you offer at your salon. So at our salon, um, it's called Chateau Blanc Lash and Beauty Lounge. It's located in South Tampa. Um, we specialize in eyelash extensions. Uh, we specialize in full body waxing, skincare, uh, facials, chemical peels. Um, pretty much, uh, we also do nails, um, but we pretty much do everything um, superficially. We just the only services we don't do is hair and massage, um, but we do everything from pedicures to dip nails to um, we actually don't do acrylic nails because of the smell. So we're a fume free salon, um, but we do any beauty treatment that you can think of that's superficial and non medical. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to put information. Um, about your business in the show notes. Is there a website address? Oh, that would be so great. Thank you. Um, yes, it's www.chateaublancelashandbeautylounge.com. It's a long one. Perfect. Gotcha. <laughs> it's no problem. We'll put it in the show notes and they can just click on it from there. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come back and just give us an update. Uh, We're glad that you'll be able to get back to whatever we think this new normal is going to be. Uh, That's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear us talk about any particular topic here at In My Shoes, just hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Ivana, again, thank you. That's all the time we have for today. And until next time, be blessed.